welcome back to the SBK betting podcast and we have got to the first two classics of the European calendar. How we have got here, I do not know, but we are here back with these brilliant and excellent three-year-olds on display at Newmarket this weekend. And it's also dubbed as the final two-year-old race as the outstanding two-year-olds of last year are just throwing their hat in the ring to add classic status to their CVs. And I think we have to be said, we are pleased to see the big guns have stood their ground now with declarations out for the 2000 guineas, which we'll be focusing on. And we are still a day away from the declarations from the 1000 guineas, but we have selections um, from for both from our main men, um, Tom Collins, who I'm sure is buzzing for this weekend as it's not just the guineas, but it's the Kentucky Derby. That, this uh, must be nearly more exciting than the all-weather <laughs> special previews we did. <laughs> yeah, I, I absolutely love this weekend, I have to say. We, we get the best three-year-olds in the UK and the best three-year-olds in the US. It's the perfect concoction of flat racing, dirt, turf, everything you want. Oh, yeah. We, we like to keep you happy. I know it's been a long winter going through the jumps and you've paid your dues. So we give you something really special to look forward to. I must say, well done with your nap last week. Alma Beer got the job done at Even Money. And Ross... You're not in bad form, um, but you're looking to transfer that jumps uh, form um, to the flat. You really ended last uh, um, the jumps with a great style of Kitty's Light. Wasn't that phenomenal? Uh, writing his own script for Christian Williams in the San Anne Gold Cup went off at 11 to 4. And also Hewick as well um, at 6 to 5. It was just absolutely brilliant um, watching. So well done to you. Um, we streamed seamlessly into the 2000 guineas um and so let's get going we've got the declarations and importantly we've got the jockey selections and we've got the draw um and i think there's always a lot to be said about the draw uh, we've seen this um, where the pace is going to come from we saw horses coming from both sides of the track last year in 2000 guineas did it affect their placings well this is why we've got ross and tc here with us um but just a quick spin the lead protagonist august rudin the selection of ryan moore heralded as the most exciting horse ballyadore have ever had after winning the virtual maturity back in october on heavy ground a tricky decision for ryan moore potentially with the trip being the question mark is he more of a stayer than a stable mate little big bear those two take on the dewhurst winner shaldine who's bringing Bidding to give Frankie another perfect chapter to his retirement story, really, after he won the Italian 2000 guineas this year. Uh, he's got an excellent chance, as does Royal Scotsman. And then the more question around the sprinter turn to the Myla Sakir, two Godolphin runners, Silver Knot and Noble Style, who are big prices considering um, Godolphin had the one two last year. Um, that's just a quick fly through what we have uh, to look forward to, TC. I have to say, that I think this is a good renewal. And if you are uh, an american triple crown lover like you are you must be have a quite bit of an interest in the uk version do you think the favorite can tick off this first round august rodin or is he beatable well i also think this is a really good renewal as well it's much better than the thousand guineas which we're going to come to shortly and um, there's plenty of uh, strength in depth in here and although i do understand the narrative of august rodin being the worthy favorite being the horse to beat in this field I just have to take him on because, as I say, there is depth. And should he be a 6-4 to four favourite? Probably not. I think he should probably be around 5-2. to two. The fact that Aidan O'Brien, Ryan Moore, Bally Doyle have such success in this race means his price is going to be shorter. And also he won the Verton Futurity, which has thrown up three of the last five 2,000 guineas winners. So he has plenty of ticks in the boxes. I just think he's too short. Would I be surprised if he wins? No, absolutely not. But 
if I backed every five to two shot that uh, every six to four shot, sorry, that I think should be five to two, I would lose money in the long term. So there's no point deviating from that uh, that trend here. With that being said, I need to oppose him with a, a horse, obviously, to have a bet in the 2000 guineas. And and that pick is going to be Chaldine. Now, loads of people said that, you know, it was a real negative, that uh, what happened in the Greenham, he unshipped Frankie de Tory after a stride and he didn't get the race. He hasn't had the ideal prep. And yes, he did unship Frankie. It did happen. You have to get over that. But he did complete the course. It's not like he just stood still and didn't have any kind of gallop whatsoever. Now, I know there was no jockey on board, but he still finished alongside the leader. He went relatively quick sectionals uh, through the race. So it would have blown away some some kind of cobwebs, some rust. It was definitely a prep. It wasn't the ideal prep, but it was definitely a prep. And Frankie will be disappointed about what happened at the start of that race for sure because the horse did nothing wrong. Frankie, being the experienced and phenomenal horseman he is, should have stayed aboard. Um, and I think he'll be looking for compensation here in the guineas. Obviously, this could be his last 2,000 guineas. I say could because you never know with Frankie. Um, but he's supposedly ending his career at the end of the season. This is his last chance to win the race. Andrew Baldwin won the 2,000 guineas back in 2020 with Kamiko. And Chaldine has better credentials coming into this race than Kamiko did. He won the Acom, he won the Champagne, he won the Dewhurst at this track, all at two years old. Beat Royal Scotsman in the latter occasion. And it looked like Royal Scotsman was actually going to go by. Um, but I think even with an extra furlong, Chaldine would have held on that day. I don't think a mile is a negative at all for him. It's definitely a negative for some runners in this field. And crucially, Crucially, he has the tactical speed to sit prominently in this race from a low draw. I think that is the key to Chaldean because there are so many horses in here that want to be mid-div or towards the back of the pack and close into the race. I think he's got track advantage over the majority of them. And hopefully Frankie can be at his absolute best and get Chaldean home in front. Okay, so much to unpick there. And there are a couple of things that I'm really keen to, to just, just to eke it more out of you. Chaldine, he's got the course form at Newmarket tick. But my big thing when it comes to this race, obviously we can go go over pedigrees and horses can defy their pedigrees. So I don't get too carried away with that. But I just think the pace set up of this race. He's drawing stall three. Um, we see a lot of the fancied horses in high numbers. August Rodina 12, this will be Baron 13, Royal Scotsman in 11. But the pace, you think it will come from Dubai Mile in six, which is lower lower down so everything will probably track there do you not think that that gives Chaldean a little bit more of an advantage just from a draw perspective than than some of his lead rivals in this race yeah absolutely and last year um the two favorites were drawn on the flanks as you already mentioned and Caribus was drawn one i think and they came down uh, down the middle of the track the protagonists all raced down that middle strip rather than towards the stand side which is where all the high drawn runners are going to be and i think that's going to be the case again as you've touched on this pace in six noble style is in two he's a sprinter stepping up flight plan is a horse uh, he's drawing one is a horse that can go keen through the early part of the race as well and Chaldean wants to be prominent. So he's going to be banged there right in the ideal spot. I don't see it as a negative at all. And as you say, it's definitely a positive. Whereas the likes of August Rudan and, and Little Big Bear drawn 12 and 13. I don't know. I think that's a bit of a question mark for them. Mm, I think when it's so difficult to separate any of them, something is as simple or, or as, as, as um, important as the draw can just really just sway you one way to the other. Because I found this race extremely difficult to separate the the, the top at the be- top of the betting as it as it is as well so i'd agree with you with with Chaldee just for that particular 
point. I don't know necessarily. I wasn't too concerned about what happened at, at Newbury. Yeah, it's more of it's, it was embarrassing for Frankie than anything. The horse seemed to quite enjoy himself. And he did what Andrew Balding needed for him, have the day out, get out of Kingsclear um, and just essentially come back and, and they can start from there. Ross... As we as we know, as you know, you know, horses they they need that kind of that that race course gallop. Some of them do, some of them don't. There are a lot of horses that have they've chosen the route not to take it. Royal Scotsman being one of them, the, the Bally Door runners be the other. When you look at the guineas, there are so many aspects of the conversation that we can go draw. The the pedigrees being one which you you love and you enjoy, you know, are these just the best of um, across, uh, at, at this stage who's going to be the best now um, as in like the last two-year-old race kind of argument um, and who's more of a stayer in time what is it that you really hone in on when you're trying to find your selection for the guineas well I agree I think you can get too drawn into pedigree and horses will defy pedigree time after time but I think you have to try and look for those horses that match run style to pedigree or absolutely don't um, and I think these can be grouped grouped quite clearly I think you've got horses that are guaranteed to stay this trip and horses that have got class but the trip might be a question mark and then I think you've got horses that just lack the class of this like flight plan Holloway boy Charon and so forth so stamina guaranteed is August Rodan Silver not indestructible Dubai mark they will most certainly stay the mile and they're classy the speed horses little big bear noble style and, and, and Sakia um, Little Big Bear, people say he's a speed horse. His dam's pedigree is all, all stamina. I mean, two mile, two and a half mile hurdle winners. Um, and everything about his run style to me, particularly at the Curra and the Phoenix Stakes last time, says he would have absolutely stayed seven furlongs as a two-year-old. I have no doubt about that. I mean, he was so powerful through the line at the Curra. He relaxes beautifully. Um, I think he's got every chance of, of staying a mile. I know Nona never is yet to have an absolute top-class miler as such, but alcohol-free one over a mile. Um, she's just a freak. She's adaptable back in trip, but she stayed a mile and she was free enough. So I, I, I don't buy that his pedigree says he won't stay. I think it's a negative that Ryan Moore has, has, has chosen Auguste Rodin because what he's effectively saying is that the, he believes the probability Auguste Rodin has the speed for this test is greater than the probability that, that Little Big Bear has the stamina for this test. And, and he is absolutely in the hub of, of that uh, that team. So that, that is a negative. Um, I tipped Little Big Bear at 16 to 1 last year before he ran in the Phoenix Stakes. I, I'm, I'm happy enough with that bet. I don't really want to be going back in on him at a short price. Um, and I think the two that sit in the middle ground that I think you could be confident they'll stay the trip and have a touch of class and have a touch of speed are Chaldean and, and, and Royal Scotsman. Now, I don't think that Chaldean's newbie run was a negative, but we certainly can't be talking that, that he's had a had a race because he hasn't. I mean, we talk on this podcast for the years in, in terms of the handicaps, you know, a horse being two or three pound better off, worse off. I mean, Frankie's going to make up probably the, the, the thick end of the nine stone of the nine stone two he should have carried, maybe a little bit less. We're talking at least 120 pounds. Or well, what are we handicapping him on that at Newbury? So I don't buy into where he finished at, at Newbury. I do agree that he's gone to the race course. He's walked around the paddock, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I don't view it as a, as a positive, certainly. Um, 
he just looked a bit small as well to me in the, in the prelims. It doesn't look like he's done an awful lot from, from two to three, I didn't think. It's, it's tough when you're watching through the TV rather than at, at the course. Um, and I just think Royal Scotsman is, is overpriced. He was coming back all the way to the line um, in, in the Dewhurst, um, flying home. He's got speed to, to win over six furlongs at uh, Goodwood. You can put a line through his gym crack run. He, he scoped badly afterwards. Um, I think he was perhaps ridden to see whether he would stay uh, at Newmarket last time. And Chaldine got first run. Um, I think he's he's got uh, outstanding credentials to, to get the better of Chaldine. I think in another two strides, he would have beaten him. And with the pace, I entirely agree what you guys were saying about uh, the, the pace being in the low numbers. But if August Redan's going to win this, He's going to have to be ridden aggressively. So I, I, I just think he might well take the high numbers along. Um, I agree with TC. I certainly wouldn't say Augusta Rodin is not going to win this. It's, it's a price thing for me. What I would say is if you're an Augusta Rodin fan, you've got to be having some of your stake on him to do the triple crown because this is the hardest leg. If he does this, everything afterwards becomes slightly easier for him. Yeah, quite. Especially the, the way that the Derby picture is looking at the moment as well. Um, extremely open indeed. Do you think there could be a case that you could see two groups appearing, which is always a bit of an eyesore, isn't it, for a Guineas? Yeah, possibly. I, I was looking at the um, track bias for the, for the, for the breeze-ups um, and there didn't appear to be any. So I don't think they're going to be looking for better ground. So yeah, they could, they could well break into two, which always sort of gives a fairly unsatisfactory sort of um, viewing spectacle, really, because you don't know where to be looking. Yeah, it, yeah. So this draws just interests me. Seeing all some of the the top ones, Barshaldine up in up in the in the high numbers. It's just it's interesting. Royal Scotsman. I had the honour of seeing on the gallops um, at uh, Paul and Oliver Coles, and you're right. He has so much speed, and it was fascinating listening to Paul Cole and, and the way that they're training him, how they're training him, um, changing it up. And I suppose when you've got a small amount of horses, but you've so much experience with so many fantastic horses. You know what you can do, but you can also just prioritise that one. Yes, they, they've been quieter. Um, yes, they don't have the numbers as, as the others, but they are throwing absolutely everything into um, this horse. And I think they are absolutely on point with how they want to ride him. He needs to have cover. That is what Paul Cole kept saying to me, he must have cover. Um, and he got a lot of daylight as a two-year-old. Um, so I would love to see it for that team. Um, probably not the most attractive of pedigrees if you're going to throw something because Glen Eagles hasn't become as sexy as everyone would have thought he was going to be, but he's out of the pivotal mare. And yeah, I just, the only thing that edged against me was the draw for him. Um, so it's very what interesting. I, what I would say um, about uh, Royal Scotsman as well, I know you said the team are quiet, uh, but I think that's a little bit of an understatement because Paul and Oliver Cole are naught from 44 in the last 187 days. Like that is a long drought. Um, if, they, if, if Royal Scotsman does end that drought, then fair play and that's fantastic, but that's a negative for me. Yeah, it's it's it is. They've had a good. They've had a few horses. I know at the Craven meeting they had a horse being placed. I just don't have, think they've had that many runners in general. Um, but look, uh, let's let's hope they buck that trend at least. 
And we could sit going through the 2000 guineas on its own, the, all the podcasts, which it definitely deserves, but the Phillies do too. Um, but just going to um, reiterate the selections, um, TC and myself, both with Chaldean at 11 to 2 as it stands. And Royal Scotsman for Ross is 8 to 1. Um, yeah, oh, great race. Looking forward to this. And um, I think that we'll probably get the same going conditions as it's stating at the moment. Uh, well, it says good to firm. It could actually get more on the good side if the rain comes on Friday. But from where I've looked, there is so much rain coming on Saturday night, which will probably um, be music to the ears of Dermot Weld if it does come down, because he's not been massively um, secure about his um, decision around running his standout filly Tahira in the 1000 guineas. She's been long-time anti-post favourite for this race. And um, she would be the she would be a real disappointment if she doesn't line up. Um, and she's up against an old rival, Meditate, who she beat in the Moyglare, um, where she threw her name into the ring as, as an extremely talented filly. Um, we've got Mama's Girl, who is um, the winner of the Nell Gwyn in the most sensational fashion uh, only 18 days ago. Remarky, the other... Um, uh, trial winner she won the Fred Darling and then you've got a whole, whole host of others it is a, a, a bigger race and more of an open race TC you don't think it's as good a race um it will change massively if Tahira doesn't run and make it even more open um do you think that Dermot Wells trying to pull the wool over her eyes because he said in podcasts I've listened to that she's not grown she's not the best of workhorses they're not sure if she's definitely going to run what's wrong with her well, it's a slight concern, isn't it? Because you do like to hear these positive reports from the, the trainer or the stable. But I think Dermot's just, uh, I mean, he's a stalwart of division, isn't he? He knows what he's doing. He doesn't need to be this bullish guy uh, with a massive ego. He knows his horses are going to turn up on the day. And look, I don't think it's a huge negative. It's just not a positive. Um, to be honest, I don't think it's the best race at all. And if Tahira doesn't run, then I won't be having a bet. I'll just be watching. Um, because I really do think that Tahira is the only standout in this field. Now, yes. You've got Mama's girl in here who won the Nell Gwyn, but she can get outpaced in her races and then stay on late. And the Nell Gwyn has just proved to be a terrible trial. I know it is a bona fide trial for the 1,000 guineas, but since the year 2000, just two horses have won the Nell Gwyn and then come back to win the 1,000 guineas. Speciosa did it in 2006, and no one really thought she was going to do that on either occasion. Uh, and Cache did it last year for George Bowie in, in brilliant fashion. I, I think Mama's Girl has to improve a great deal. So do the likes of Dream of Love, Remarquee, who are high up in the market based on potential rather than what they've shown. I mean, generally, to win a 1,000 guineas, you need to run to a mark in the low 110s, and they haven't done that yet. So to back either of those, you have to take a leap of faith. And that kind of just leaves the two Irish horses at the top of the market. Tahira, who is my selection, and I'll come to her in a minute, and Meditate, who is probably the solid horse in the race. She comes into the 1,000 guineas with a similar kind of two-year-old profile uh, as the likes of Love um, a couple, three years ago, um, as well as Mother Earth as well, two years ago. Very, very similar profile to those. Uh, she won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies Turf. It just wasn't a very good race, but she was good. Um, and she's got other good form, including second in the Cheveley Park, her only run at this track. I thought she handled the dip very very well that day. The track shouldn't uh, pose any kind of concern. And the, the fact that she finished second, people will use as a negative against her. But I thought she ran very fair uh, in that event. She's the solid horse, but she finished behind Tahira in the Moyglare. And on what evidence is she going to reverse that form? I know that Aiden said they made too much use of her uh, in a racing post story this week, but Tahira was miles the best. It wasn't like it was close. 
Tahira won by length, and it could have been much more than that. Uh, if she turns up in the same kind of form, Tahira handles this track, which is the only concern with her because we just don't know at this stage. And the ground isn't good to firm, which I don't think it will be. There is rain forecast on Friday and Saturday. Surely she just wins. I just thought you just made the case for meditate yourself. The fact that there's with the <laughs> with some of the negatives there surrounding Tahira, and also the fact that meditate's been at the track albeit over six furlongs, um, a trip that she doesn't want and is went on and proved that when she went to Keeneland. She's so versatile. She's done lots of racing. She is like, as you said, like a lot of those Aidan O'Brien fillies that are quite, um, they're quite battle hardened, whereas Tahira's only had the two runs. And it might be a lot for a filly um, early, early doors. And also... I do agree that Ryan Moore made too much use of her at, at in the um, at at the car in the Moy Glare, and I think he completely underestimated Tahira behind. Wasn't I hate hate to ever criticise the great man, but potentially it wasn't his finest hour. Now, Ross, where do you sit on this? Tahira, she, I think, if you say that August Dean at the prices is too short, she is for me for all those reasons. Just need, I just. I feel like I need to be coming into this race with confidence and I don't, I loved seeing her and I was there in the flesh to see her win the Moigler, but it was a long time ago and it feels like there's just been too many questions to answer rather than confirmations of where she is for me to feel like, yeah, we've got a real guineas filly here. Yeah, but is that not the genius of, of Dermot Weld that he just well, mines there, these fillies and, my... and brings them forward? Yeah. Mm. Um. You talk about coming into this race with confidence and you, and you can't. If you feel you're coming into this race with a confident selection, you've got false confidence um, because Tahira does have questions to ask, as TC said. But to me, she's the outstanding talent in this field. I think what you can be confident about is if Dermot Weld declares her, he is absolutely happy with the ground and he's absolutely happy with the, 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 the condition he's got her in, in which case I think she takes an awful lot of beating. Um Meditate is a classy filly. I just am not sold that she's going to want a mile on this track. I know she stayed a mile at Keeneland, but that's very different going around a bend at the Breeders' Cup than it is staying a mile here. Um, so I'd have a question mark with her. And then I agree with TC. The, the, the rest are, are just a, a, a muddling bunch, really. I mean, I think Dream of Love would be twice the price if she wasn't trained by Charlie Appleby. She's, she's priced up on her potential and the brilliance of her trainer. Um, you then got Ralph Beckett's three. Remark, I think, is a talented filly, but she lacks experience. I'd be staggered if Juliet Sierra and, and Lazou uh, get the trip. I think they're, they're, they're sprinters. Morge is a filly that I've had great success with. Um, I tipped her at 20 to 1. I still think she's overpriced. And she comes in here hard fix. She's had those two runs in May, Dan. I think she'll stay the trip. Um, but just one at a whopping great price, and I can't believe she's 66 to 1, is Olivia Moralda. I think you've got to forgive the Rockfell Stakes run. Um, it was at the back of a long season. The, the trainer there felt that the, the ground was a bit tacky. Um, there is perhaps a chance she didn't handle the track. But, you know, at 66-1, I'm prepared to, to, to chance that. Mike O'Callaghan is a good trainer, but you cannot argue that she's had a trainer update this winter going into, into Roger Varian. I think he's a superb trainer, particularly of these older horses. Uh, Michael O'Callaghan would perhaps excel more with early two-year-old types. Um, and if you go back to a cover, cover run when she was a, just a length behind uh, Meditate, 
um, having travelled all over Meditate going to the furlong pole. And I just think Lee Roach perhaps didn't bank on how tough Meditate was. Uh, Olivia Morada drifted to her left when she came off the bridle. Once she got her organised and straightened, she closed all the way down to the line. Probably 110 yards from the line, she looked like she was going to get beat three lengths and she got beat less than one length. Um, on pedigree, she's not crying out for this trip, but run style, I think she looks like she'll stay a mile. Um, the stiff finish will suit her. Um, I just think 66 to 1 in a race where I can find questions against the top two is 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 where I'm looking. Okay, fine. And she, I just looking at the comments about that run, because she was the beaten favourite, wasn't she, in the Phillies mile. She was unsuited by the going, would want it quicker, so not too much rain, and she hung left under pressure. I just thought maybe she wasn't sort of handling it uh, necessarily. Um, pedigree, I know we said that they can defy them, but Kodiak out of a Vasiliev mare. Yeah, the, the mayor stayed seven furlongs comfortably enough, as did a Society Rock uh, half-brother. Society Rock would be would be all speed. Um, and just to come back to that run yet, I mean, I've looked at three different forecasts and got wildly different amounts of rainfall. So a new market can just be a bit of a sort of isolated subtropic. You know, it can be raining in new market town and miss the race course. So I'm just in a race where is... As TC has pointed out, plenty of, uh, of question marks against plenty. I'll take a chance there won't come too much rain. And also the Rockwell run, I can just forgive her that because it's at the back end of a, of a, of a long season. And the Phillies, you know, some of them will hold their form into the autumn. Some of them won't. I'm always prepared to forgive that. I just thought 66 to 1 with her form against uh, the second favourite was, was far too big. OK, before we end the 1,000 guineas, two things. TC, what was your... Paul Oliver Cole start, not from how many? Not from 44 in the last 187 days, I believe. What is it for Dermot Weld? I do not know. That's a great question. What is it for Dermot Weld? Not from 46. His last winner was November 2022. That is very interesting. That's worrying. That is worrying. Okay, I, I'm, I'm willing to admit that is a worry. It's I've not. counted up very quickly, but I can't. I, I'm pretty sure it's around 46, 47. It's not, is it, Ross? No, no not with not with Paul and Oliver Cole, not with Dermot Weld, because these guys are target trainers. They they will be doing their work at home. We've had a very wet start to the flat season. You know, we've joked about the fact we've had you know lightning quick ground through the winter and and national hunt ground through the early part of the year. They're just looking after these young horses. You, you run them on the wrong ground now and bottom them, you lose them for a whole season. I, I have absolutely no interest in looking at um, how many winners they've had in how many days for these classic races because this has been the, the target all along. No, and I agree with you, but I'm just saying TC used that as a reason against Royal Scotsman, although he's got his own selection with the same problem. So... I'll tell you what, to, just to back my case, because now I've had a little bit of a look while Ross was talking there. <laughs> seven, seven of Dermot Weld's last eight horses have run in the first four, so they are running well. It's not like they're out the back like Paul and Ollie Coles are. Oh, God, tomato, tomato. Right, here we go. Well, well the last, the final one, final thing, because my, my selection is meditate, but we don't need to bang on about my opinions because I think you guys have got more, more of a say. But Lazoo. Couldn't quite work out why we can't fancy Lazoo. Anyone? Yeah, I agree. She's okay. quick. She's. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think she'll stay the trip at all. That was my my concern as well. Being by Zoo start. She. I mean, she's got lots of gr great form against 
the, the, some of the main protagonists, Olivia Miralda, to hear her, she was just beaten by, um, you know, and, oh, excuse me, sorry, she wasn't, take that out, uh, meditate, uh, Maud, you know, she's got really good form, but she's, it, that is, that would approach, she's probably about like the Sakir in the 2000 Guineas. Um, meditate is for me, as I mentioned before, I love that she has been there, done that in a lot of different occasions, a lot of different racetracks. She's showed herself completely adapt wherever she goes. I think she probably would have experienced a lot going over to Keeneland. I think she can reverse the places with, with Tahira, um, given a, a canny ride by Ryan Moore this time around. Um, and I just think there's doubts and uncertainties surrounding the favourite. Um, so meditate for me um, in, as we've said, a very open renewal. Uh, Tahira's 94 for TC, unless he's changing his mind. Absolutely not. She's the best horse in the race by a mile. <laughs> Nine to four. Um, Olivia Miranda is six, six to one, and Meditate is seven to two. So take whichever one you want. That is the 1,000 guineas. There is so much good racing, actually, too much. There's really good cards at Goodwood. Um, but Newmarket is obviously the feature. Um, there's plenty for us to select on from our Nap and Next Best and really good field sizes. Ross. We need to show this to the jumps program and say, I don't know what's going on, but we've got great field sizes. So whatever you're doing, we're doing it better on the flat. Yeah, de <laughs> de def no, no, there's, de there's definitely lessons to be learned, isn't there? You know, and let's hope that uh, lessons are learned because uh, big fields make for exciting racing. They do. So with that in mind, Napa next best, please. I'm going to stag you now. I've I've avoided what I thought was quite a nice card at Utoxeter. I've uh, gone to, mm. to to Memo, and I've got two from the flat. So the nap comes uh, from Nace to 3:55. Uh, the Joseph O'Brien train, Caroline Street. Uh, she travelled all over August Renan um, when they last met at the Curra, um, and then just didn't quite pick up as he did. She sort of stayed on at the at the same pace. Uh, she gets a £3 allowance from uh, her stablemate uh, Lumiere Rock. Um, there's an Aidan O'Brien uh, trained one one race, one winner. Diamonds Forever in there who might take up a bit of the market, but she lacks experience, obviously. Um, and I just think this trip looks like it's in range on her run style. She just looks a, a dour galloper. Um, and I think she'll take all the beating in the 355. And then for the next best, I've come over to Goodwood, the 420, the Rod Millman trained Safari Dream. Uh, he was really progressive as a two-year-old uh, before not uh, getting the run of the race in a Tattersall's um, auction race on his final start. That was over six furlongs. I think he probably didn't stay the trip either. Drops back to five furlongs at Goodwood. He's quick out of the stalls. Um, I think this track will suit him. And a mark of 84, I don't think, uh, has got to the bottom of him yet. Okay, brilliant. Keeping uh, to the flat theme. And let's hope that the, the good luck continues with uh, Ross's nap and next best selections. Um, Tom, what have you got for us? Yeah, just one pick, and that's going to be the nap, which is in the 250 at Newmarket, a horse called Probe, um, trained by Jenny Candlish, and is therefore going to be an, a reasonable price. I think around 12 to 1 right now. Super competitive handicap. Um, this horse, a son of Kingman, began his career with Dermot Weld, and he looked really promising at two. He won a maiden, then won a conditions event, and ran to a mark in the low 100s in that conditions event. And then things just went wrong for him. He was too keen. They tried a load of different trips, different ground, different headgear, and things weren't weren't just working out. He moved uh, to Jenny Candish's yard. He definitely wasn't ready first time up on the all weather, but he got the job done. He still won that race. 
uh, scooting up the inside rail and doing it impressively. And then last time out, he ran at Newmarket when I was there a couple of weeks ago at the Craven meeting. He was keen early in a smallish field, but he still powered through the race. And he looked like he was going to win before, unfortunately, being beaten by a Charlie Hills trainee late on. He still finished that race fair enough as well. It wasn't like he completely blew up, but there was just a horse with more in the tank in the closing stages. He now returns to Newmarket off a similar mark. I think he's very well handicapped off a mark of 90. Um, and look, it's a big field. You could back him each way, but I think he's a, the most likely winner of the race. And it would be remiss of us, TC, not to mention the Kentucky Derby and your selections. This is a a, a race that I've been following um, the, the build-up over the course of the week. It's uh, It's got an exciting favourite in Forte, but there is a lot of cases to be made for a lot of the others. What, what do you like for the Kentucky Derby for those keen to roll uh, from the 2000 guineas into the Kentucky Derby with our winnings? Yeah, I'm super excited for this race, Jess. The best three-year-olds over in the US. The first leg of the 2023 Triple Crown, the 149th Kentucky Derby, will be run at 11.57 on Saturday night at Churchill. And SBK will have prices for the race, so make sure you check those out. Forte, as you say, is the, the morning line favourite and will go off favourite, I imagine, between three and four to one. Trained by Todd Pletcher, won the Fountain of Youth Stakes, the Florida Derby, and I think he's the horse to beat in here. He'll get a nice trip in behind the speed. Who knows who's going to lead because there's seven or eight front runners in the race, but no bona fide horse that's going to sprint out the start, which you usually see in a race like this. Last year, they went ridiculous fractions. Rich Strike came from last to win at a huge price, and jockeys will have in mind this year they don't want to go as fast. So the pace scenario is extremely interesting, but Forte is the best horse in the race. If they do go hard up front, don't discount Angel of Empire for Brad Cox. He won the Arkansas Derby and looks a real stout stayer at the trip. So they would be my two. But if you want to read like a more in-depth preview, then check it uh, out my column on betting.getsbk.com. Okay, thanks, TC, and enjoy the Kentucky Derby. Um, I know you'll be up all night um, enjoying uh, the uh, Run for the Roses as uh, the Guineas ends and one other triple crown begins. But uh, for me, I've got um, my own Napa Next Best selection. I've gone for Harry Magnus in the 120 at Goodwood on Saturday uh, for Charlie Hills and Rob Hornby. Charlie Hills has got a really nice bunch of three-year-olds this season and Harry Magnus is one of them. He's already won twice this year, stepping up to the seven furlongs really nicely. He won at Newmarket last time out over the seven furlongs. He's upper four pounds for that, um, but I think he can defy it. Um, he's in very good order and I think this is another nice opportunity for him. Um, my next best is Majestic in the 325 at Newmarket. He ran an absolute blinder in the Lincoln, a race that's worked out well. Um, fifth place horse went and won and won nicely at um, Leicester last weekend. And I think Majestic can hold that form um, to slightly better ground. He'll want, he'll like it Newmarket and a track that he's won at as well. So Majestic in the 325 at Newmarket to end um, out the Napa Next Best selections for this week. Um, so that's it for us. Uh, enjoy the 2000 1000 guineas thanks to ross and tc as ever a reminder that new sbk customers can get 20 pounds in free bets by betting 10 pounds season seeds always um apply and do subscribe to whatever podcast channel you listen to also you can find us on youtube where there is plenty of other content uh, as well as sbk ambassador content from the likes of george bowie so make sure to check that out thanks for joining us and see you